God bless you and welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. And uh, this is one of our first live streams um, from the TCL Gaming and Gospel uh, stream on Twitch. Um, he's joining us uh, live and uh, this is a conversation that's going on um, live on Twitch. Uh, we have um, live chat going on, uh, just powerful powerful conversation and I want you to join in and enjoy this conversation about the gospel and gaming uh, from Totally Committed Life uh, Pastor T.C. Robinson Anthony Robinson joining us on the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network Uh, join in, listen in, uh, comment uh, give us your feedback Uh, This is a live conversation, so the discussion is uh, very powerful and very impactful. Uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining us on the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. It's your host, Anthony Wilson. Enjoy. It's your boy, Pastor TC. And uh, yeah, this is my, my, my apostle. Also call my pastor, but it's my apostle. Anthony Wilson, and we're here today. We're just chilling, and I'm just vying you in to actually <laughs> all my conversations go, uh, particularly on um, Monday and Tuesday. Me and my apostle usually meet personally, and we have conversations about life, about God, about everything, and how God guides me personally through things in life. And so that will open this up for y'all. Um, real quick before I get started, so if you guys might jump on, you might be like. Alright, well what's up with the game? Where your game's at? Blah 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 blah. I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna ask that question with the stream and um, I will definitely address that. So right now, CenturyLink, I have CenturyLink for internet and it's still down, unfortunately. So uh, probably will be back to some games. But I plan to make my Sundays like this anyway. I plan to give you guys a kind of just chatting type of stream where we just talk about life, we talk about gaming, we talk about everything and you know, pretty much what God means to me. That's what my brand is all about. That's what my ministry is all about here on TCL, on Twitch, uh, which stands for Totally Committed um, Lifestyles in Den Gaming. So it's pretty much my lifestyle. So I'm inviting you in to actually what I do on a day basis. Pretty sure you guys see Miss TCL all around <laughs> and you see how we vibe. So now you get to see another part of my life, which is very important to me, which is my discipleship with my apostles. So we should be back to games in tomorrow. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if it's God's will. We'll see. Um, but that's all up to how we do these with CenturyLink. But for now, we're just going to just chill. Um, as you guys uh, might hop on, I do not, rem- uh, do not uh, mind repeating myself um, about what's going on today. We don't have a topic, I think. We're just going to do this the way we usually do things. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to go from there. However, if you jump on, if you have a question, we will address that question to the best of our ability according to the word. All right, yay, my Nightbot's still working like I knew you would. Go ahead, Nightbot. All right, uh, so that's my moderator. So I have a night, actually a bot that kind of moderates. If someone, someone says hi, I'll let me know when they say hi. And when someone follows, I should see if someone follows. Nice, so nice, nice. I still be able to recognize you guys even though um, I can't use my streaming system. But nonetheless, do you want to tell them about yourself real quick and so, actually what you do? So we're just we're on here and joining up. Teaming up, Marvel team up with TC TC Gaming, um, Apostle Anthony Wilson, and I am a podcaster, author, pastor, teacher, um, um, father, husband, uh, all those great things. And what we're doing is we are 
coming together to you know just cross cross broadcast. Yes. Um, the same um, broadcast will be on the podcast. Also, we're launching uh, TCL Gaming and Gospel bro- mm-hmm. uh, podcast, which will be airing uh, later on tonight once we're done. And so. Uh, both of these recordings are going at the same time, which yeah. is awesome, awesome. We started the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network, um, which means we're bringing in other uh, content creators and allowing them to bring their content onto that platform and just teaming up to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world uh, mm-hmm. through these various uh, networking streams. And so... I'm just glad to be on here. Uh, I watch a lot. I don't actually get a, a lot of time to, to for us to hook up and be together. But tonight we are. This Let's evening go. we are. So wherever you're watching, uh, wherever you're listening, uh, just enjoy uh, because we got a lot, a lot to go over. Um, our conversations can get uh, really interesting <laughs> because we just talk about everything. We talk about everything and we balance or we. Uh, use the word of God as the guidelines for what it is um, that we're talking about. And so that's what we're doing. Um, welcome. I'm glad to be here. Hey, man, me too. Hey. <laughs> I also want to say hi to the podcast family. How you guys doing? I didn't want to be rude, but want to say hi to you guys as well. I'm really um, excited about this because I really think it's going to be beneficial. I think it's different, too, because a yeah, lot of people yeah. on Twitch, I do see gaming pastors, but I think I've seen nothing like this where you're kind of getting direct access, not only to a pastor's life, but kind of you get some question answers. Like I said, we talk about everything. You're going to see. You're going to see as the more we do this, that we actually talk about everything. It's not um, how can I put it? Just like really cookie cutter, like, you know, he has some books for me, and then we talk. Like, it's right, always right, right. been like this since I've been knowing him, which has been, dang, I think over I think I've been here for 12 years. Man, it's awesome. a long time. I cannot be that. That's a long time. It's always been this way, and I'm super excited. And so feel free to join in. You know how we do, guys. Uh, if you guys are live right now, types of comments, go ahead and chat. Right. Go ahead and talk. Feel free to ask any question, and we'll try to get to it. Let's see. Oh, I got my wife supporting, so she's locking it down. She is here doing her thing, my ring as well. So um, let's go ahead and get this thing started, man. So. And remember, you guys can ask any question Anything. you want. There is nothing out of bounds. Um, you know, we'll address it. You know, scripturally, biblically, however you don't you don't want to say it, and and we'll go from there. So, um, what's happening? <laughs> and um, I really wanted to piggyback on what we talked about on Tuesday. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background what we're talking about. So this is me being really transparent. So I have a lot of gaming friends here on Twitch. Um, shout out to Hayes. Shout out to uh, BHD Cryptic. And I play with them a lot. Shout out to um, the original Ozma, uh, who does Second Spin. So I have a variety of friends, but my friends are, you know, they, they're them. They, they cuss. They do things on my platform. I don't cuss. And I was conflicted as a pastor. Like, well, should I have people on my streams who um, cuss and so forth on? And, you know, how are other pastors in the community on Twitch going to look at me if they happen to cross? I actually know some pastors I've followed and have subbed to um, that said they'll check out my channel. So, well, how's that going to look? Can I do that? And I just found myself in this very 
legalistic way of thinking. What I mean by legalistic is like literally like um, to the point where I'm like God's looking at me in disapproval because I felt like other people were going to look at me in disapproval. So I was like really struggling eternally. Um, really New Year's night because New Year's was incredible. I had a really good time with BHG Crypto and Hayes playing Borderlands 2. Uh, I think we even did some Apex. We just had a good time. It was a really fun time. But I was feeling conflicted after stream. I was like, man, God, I don't, I don't know. Can I do that? Is it okay? Even though I wasn't cussing. I didn't cuss one time. Is that okay? And um, So I brought it to my apostle. We talked. And one of these we looked at, I believe we looked at Luke chapter 8. Seven. Seven. And was it eight or seven? No. Seven. It was seven. And what we talked about is Jesus and how he dealt with um, this woman that was actually, and we're going to go to it, that was known as an actual sinner. They actually referred to her as a sinner. That's how the Pharisees talked about. So we have Jesus dealing with this woman and the Pharisees. And this woman's response to Jesus was freaking incredible. Um, because I just, I just felt like this was really practical for not just what happened back then, but for me even now, taking some personal application and how technically Jesus was not so, supposed to associate with this woman. In fact, the scriptures actually say that. They said, they, if you knew what type of manner this woman was, you would be hanging out with her. Right. And so when we see Jesus doing something that, as usual, <laughs> challenging the Pharisees, flipping their, um, their thinking upside down and just messing them up. He, he actually invites this woman. This woman is worshiping him. The Bible says she literally washed his feet with her hair mm. and her tears. And Jesus is loving this. Like you can see in scripture, Jesus is just taking this in. This woman is just pouring all her love at the feet of Jesus. And you see the Pharisees upset about that. They're like really mad. You know, they're just they're just like, this doesn't make sense. And then you see Jesus again correcting the Pharisees <laughs> and they're thinking. And what I took away from that is the people you think you should associate with is the very people that Jesus will associate with. So for me, it doesn't matter who comes to my channel. If you're in the chat, you might slip up and cuss. You might do this. You might jump on with me, play some games. Be yourself because Jesus wasn't... How can I put this, Apostle? Uh, and he'll correct me. So he, you're going to see some correction, too. Um, I don't think Jesus' goal was to correct behavior. I think he was there. And his his way of loving people kind of not only challenged the way people think, but in the end, I will say, Brian took Clarence and who he was, and that's why they chose to follow him. Not, how can I put it, his opposing way of doing things does that make sense yeah he he had a way of loving people into transformation um he didn't drop the he didn't drop the hammer on people he right he he spent time with them uh, the pharisees they looked down on people mm. but jesus never really looked down on anybody jesus took his time um to share with them and to eat with them and to um, love on them. I mean, he never changed who he was. He was always uh, the son of God. He was always the Messiah. He was always the Christ, the one that was sent. But at the same time, he said that his mandate, he came to seek and save that which is lost. Mm. And you can't find things unless you're looking. Oh, man. 
And so, uh, uh, and, it, and, and what are you looking for? If I'm looking for lost things, then I've got to go to places where you find lost things. Oh, man. Now, if I'm looking for, you know, if I'm looking for things that are not lost, then they're neatly put away, right? Oh, man. If I'm looking for uh, people who are sick, then I don't go to where people are not sick. I go to where the people are sick. And so Jesus, his mentality was to go to where the need was. And that's why he never rejected anybody, because that was his whole point for coming. Man, I, that was well put, man. And that's how I view Twitch. I feel like Twitch is this beautiful place for lost people. And I think the thing um, that we must do if you're a fellow Christian, if you're a pastor, is not coming in with the, uh, the ideal that they're fixed. Now, if I'm with another Christian streaming, <laughs> right, and they're cussing, then I think I am going to say something. I'm like, hey, that ain't cool. You, come on, bro. Like, you know, you you know, you know God. You know, but for someone who who's like, hey, man, I'm I'm just here to play games. I don't I don't know God. I'm just trying to chill. I don't think that's the mandate. You know, I think we need to be careful with that because what happens if someone does want to be found? They want to know God. If that, for lack of better words, right? right. But I'm kind of coming off like, no, I'm going to sanctify you now. Why me by sanctify you now? And I think it's Lady Leo's. Hey, what's up? Oh, I got a razor too. Yo, what's up? Both of y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> Good to see you. These are some of my friends um, in the community. So they're here. You know Lady Leo's. Lady Leo's is actually um, Dan. Oh, how you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> how you doing? Razor is a good friend of mine. Um, he's also a streamer too. He's also a Christian. He does a lot of things for the wrestling community and things like that. Nice. Yeah, nice so he does nice. also classic gaming nice, too. So he's a really nice. cool kid. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what came out of our conversation. We're going to get more into it, of course. But yeah, that's pretty much what I walked away with. That you know, I'm going not to make people perfect. I'm going to people who are lost, and that's one of my ministry and gaming is all about is reaching those who are lost with the love of Christ that's that's literally my bio you know it's not to I don't know um, trying to figure out what I'm trying to articulate <laughs> I'm not trying to push my agenda right right on you I'm not trying to um, force convert you right what I'm trying to show you is love the love of Christ the conversation to playing games and then you encounter that love, and you're like, you know, hey man, I, I want, I want to choose. I want, I want, I want to be born again. I want, I want to know God the way you know Him. That's why pray comes out of the conversations that are happening on Twitch when we're, we're playing games, or we're even doing stuff like this because that's better than saying, oh, you know, you need to watch your mouth when you're on my stream because I'm a Christian. You better watch what you're saying, blah blah blah. And um, we don't do that here. And this is my stance. I'm not saying that that's what you do. I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying I don't think I can do that because I just don't think that's the bigger focus. Well, I think if you're living the life, you know, I always say people will never accept what you believe if they can't respect what you believe. That's dope. And respect is about you as an individual. If you carry yourself in a way that causes disrespect that makes it hard for people um, to to approach you you're unapproachable because you're so um, rigid and you're so you know oh it's it's my way or the highway when especially if Jesus is the example if Jesus is the example then he put himself in a position where he was with people that the high and mighty actually disapproved mm -hmm. 
you know? And it wasn't that he, you know, some people say, well, uh, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm get drunk with folks and I'm going to do that. That's not what he did. He just was not afraid to spend time with them and love on them and be there around them because he felt like love was going to win them over, not my my rules and my wanting to cast you mm-hmm. into hell. Now, he, he said things that, that talked about punishment and things like yeah. that, but his greatest message was turn to me so that I can give you eternal life. Right. He was always offering life. You know, death was never his offer. He was never warning you about death. He was offering you life. Come on, man. And, it's, and oh, mm-hmm. my God. Because, you know, come on, First John three sixteen through 17. Come on. For God's little world that he gave his only begotten son, that the, he will not come into the world to condemn the world, right? But to save the world. So Jesus is all about saving people, not condemning people. And what's interesting about that is that he presents what you should do and by implication if you reject that then you receive the opposite exactly because it's your choice um but let me ask you some of these questions in the comments all right I, awesome. I'm, I'm doing well how are you doing you doing, doing good, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> glad to be on i know some of the images with the new 2021 being used used to spell hope hmm um i I haven't seen that. The new images? Is that like uh, through Google and stuff like that? You know, they always use their little um, imagery and stuff when you're on there. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a stab at this. <laughs> it's not to be, you know, preachy. But the only hope I think it has always been the only hope for us is Jesus. So I think if there is a mandate... <laughs> It's for us as believers to show people hope, and that hope is in Jesus. And so, again, God didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save, and it's your choice. What I love about Jesus is that he's so powerful, so wise, that he can let me choose. You know, and I think really growing up, because I used to think, y'all, yeah, I'll be real with you. So some of the stuff I've been dealing with and becoming coming free from is I used to think that I didn't have a choice. When stuff happened to me, it just happened. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, it happened, whatever. <laughs> you know, why should I even, you know, how you feel about what happened, man? It doesn't matter how I feel about what happened. It just happened. Yeah. And, I did, <laughs> you know, it was just like, I didn't realize that attitude that I was kind of having was kind of like, like, you know, well, God, you're kind of doing this to me, so I ain't going to fight you. Right. So I'm just going to accept it. And someone might say, what's wrong with that? Right? Someone like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. He's God. You accept what happens and you just move on. Well, when you put a guy in that type of box, mm-hmm. well, what's stopping you from saying it's his fault? Right. If you don't like what happens. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Because, I mean, it's either one extreme or the other. Kind of like, well, are you, that's a little extreme, but I think that's the reality eventually what happens. It's only a matter of time before it's something you can't accept. And then you say, it's God's fault, which leads you away from God and not closer to God. So one of the scriptures I like, and I always mess this one, but I know it's Psalms. And you know what I'm going to say. It's truth in the inward part. Mm-hmm. Um, why is that scripture? Okay, I got my guru here because me and my um, my first lady's chilling in the back. She's getting chips and stuff. But I usually call him, we call him the Bible guru. And I'm trying to get the address and stuff down with the Bible board because this man knows the word. Like, he really could, like, tell you where it's at. And I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. See, I'm getting a little bit better. So, um, 
But Dave is pretty much writing to um, Israel at the time, you know, that what God desires, he's like having this dialogue. He's writing it down. He said, what God desires is truth in the hidden parts. So the hidden parts being like, you know, your heart, your thoughts, all that stuff that people can't see. He wants you to be truthful from that place. And then it goes on and says he wants you to understand wisdom. He's going to read it. Well, yeah, and just a, a little more context. Mm. Um, David messed up really, really bad with God. Mm. Um, he committed adultery, um, and um, the prophet Nathan came to him, told him a parable. He realized that this parable was about him, and he wrote this psalm, which is basically prayers to music, right? Uh, David was a musician, and so he would pray while he played on his harp, right? And so his prayers were to music. And he wrote in Psalms 51 and verse 6 that, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts you will make me to know wisdom. And so he was getting real and he was getting open with God because he wanted God to give him wisdom about the things that he was going through, the things that, the, the, what was next. After such a huge mess up, Man. he's like, I don't know where to go from here. And he understood that, God, you just want you just want me to open up to you and share with you what's on the inside. And then you'll give me understanding and insight to be able to move forward. So many people aren't able to move forward because they're not willing to go to God and say, look, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on with me. This is what I've done. This mm. is how I'm hurting. This is what's going, what's happening in my life. And I'm, 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 maybe I'm at wit's end. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Maybe I'm a lack of confidence. I just don't know where to turn. And he says that you'll provide wisdom in the inner part. And so you'll give me uh, the what to do, why to do it, and how to do it. Mm. All I got to do is bring the thing to you and share it with you. So, yeah. And I thought that was powerful because I, you know, within the 10 years, it's one of the scriptures y'all be real. I kind of put on the shelf. I know it's horrible, right? I was just, uh, because I, I feel like I didn't understand it. And so, and then also I think I emotionally, I kind of was in a place where I kind of want to get real with God like that. Mm. And want to be like, God. Now, why? 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 Let's, <laughs> this, this, is how we really, this is how we really work. All right? So so why wouldn't you want to be real with God like that? Um, I think the first one is I, I think I literally believed it didn't matter. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's um, stick your chest out, get through it. doesn't matter. Um, the biggest lie I think I believe is God doesn't like complaining. So, I mean, because I grew up in a real church in these background where people was like singing songs like I won't complain. And, you know, God doesn't like a complaining tongue. God wants a thankful tongue. Right. And so I think I associate whatever I was feeling as complaining. Mm. So I didn't want to go to God. God didn't want to seem like I was complaining about what I was going through. So that, that, that's that's a, that's a great point. So what's the difference between being honest and being a complainer? I often think this is, this is me um, giving my perspective on it. I think complaining literally results in you just wanting to vent about what you're going through, but you have no intentions of changing it. Right. 
I just think that's literally what complaining is. Yeah, you don't want a solution. You don't want a solution. Like, you just uh, want to talk. You don't want a solution. Right, because I think today, here's a good example of that. Eat, uh, Centrally. I'm giving y'all real, this is real life stuff. This is what me and do <laughs> all day Tuesday. So, I was really mad about CenturyLink. My wife would tell you I'm, I was very livid about my internet. Because y'all know me, I love streaming with y'all, love playing games, and that's just putting everything on Hulk. Everybody playing no Apex. And I was getting good at Apex. And that is for Hulk. So I was, I was salty. I was mad. Or whatever words you want to use. <laughs> so I had the call, and in the midst of the situation, I was at church worshiping, and I literally gave instructions for them that they, they could come in. My dad was there to fix the internet. For whatever reason, the guy called me at church, and I called him back. He said, oh, yeah, we just switched your order to another guy, and another guy's going to come out. Just to call out <laughs> later and find out that they said that they couldn't get access, which was a lie. <laughs> So I was mad because now I have to wait till tomorrow. So I had to call this lady, and I'm talking to people on the phone, and I'm being really mindful not to complain because I'm like, that's not going to solve anything. However, I do need to be articulate my frustration. That's it. So I told the lady, I'm, like, I'm frustrated, but I am waiting for a result. So if you're saying someone can come out tomorrow, fine. Now here's what complaining will look like. Your company sucks. Your internet sucks. <laughs> I'm sick of this. I don't got no internet in three goddamn days. And you people, and, and, and that's not looking for a solution. That's just you vomiting your emotions. Right. And then calling everybody on the phone. Let me yeah. call this person and tell them. Call that person and tell them. Hey, you know what's happening? Right. Man? You don't want a solution. You don't care about a solution. You just want to get something off your chest. And that's not really being honest. You know, you say, well, I am being honest. I'm, I'm upset about this, but you're not really getting to that. No. You're getting more <laughs> to just venting because he said, if you be um, truthful in, in, in the inner part, he'll make you to know wisdom. So he's going to give you a solution. Ah, I like that. So God's not just going to have you vent and dump and download without giving you some direction as a response. Right. And I think. Because I think the thing I feel like I didn't have freedom to do is to say I didn't like something. Or about the time I did say I liked something, I kind of ended up being complaining or just verbal abuse, depending on who you were. You were going to get it because that's just how I handled myself as a man. So kind of was dealing with this false idea of what manhood is, right? Because that's no reason I didn't go to God. Because I was just like, you're a man. You stick your chest out. You get stuff done. <laughs> and you don't complain. You look good. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Right. <laughs> you better try to look good while you're doing it. You know? And I just was a hot. I'm a, I was a hot. I am a hot mess. And I thank God for grace. Because I realized I was not effective. Because the biggest thing about you being honest with what he just said. And truthful with God. It's for a solution. You can't get a solution if you don't even talk about what you're going through. Yeah. You know, it's it kind of is weird because it puts God at a mind rear place, which what I'm saying, he does know what you're thinking. He is acquainted with your thoughts. He knows all this. The scripture doesn't lie, but it takes a step forward and says, well, God, you just deal with it because I ain't going to talk to you about it. But then again, that gets him forceful because right. it's like... I don't know how to put it. Well, because it, it, yeah. in all actuality, you're giving up your free will. Right. When when you say, God, I'm not going to actually tell you what's happening, you're saying that I want you to do something about it without my consent. Ooh. And what that means is that, 
So if something goes wrong, well, I didn't consent to that anyway. Right. And isn't that what happens? <laughs> when we uh, associate that God did something, are we like, you did this? Right. <laughs> You're doing this to me, right. God. Right. You did this to me, God. <laughs> um, so let me see. I-, I meant to get to this comment earlier. I hope you're still here, Leigh Leos. I hope you're also getting some out of this razor as well. Uh, 2021 says, showing me the first week, the first week 2021 is showing me not to get comfortable or to let your shield guard down or I will eat you alive in all ways. Hmm. Well, you know, in, in, in one sense, yeah, I, I, I do agree, you know, that we should always, the Bible says to be watchful, um, to be sober, to be vigilant, um, because your enemy, your adversary, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm. But the Bible says that you are to resist him, right? That's right. Steadfast in your faith, knowing that your brethren around the world are going through the same things. And so it might not be identical, but everybody's going through something. Everybody's going through some type of challenge. And so you don't want to make your challenge bigger than anybody else's because there might be somebody going through a worse challenge than you. And so you just want to stay sober and vigilant and resist the temptation to allow the, 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 the enemy to depress you, distract you, discourage you. Um, because in those ways, that's the only way he can destroy you because he can't take your salvation. Man. He can't take you out of the hands of God, but he can make you want to jump out. Right. He can. <laughs> Man. Okay, because that's, if, if you want to know what, if you want to know what satanic attacks look like, it's not what we're seeing on our shows. Right. <laughs> on anime, <laughs> it right? It's not. <laughs> like, the devil's strategy is to make you miserable with God. Which kind of brings me um, to a question I think I would ask is why do you think as believers we don't talk about things like this? We don't talk about our feelings with God. We don't talk about why, you know, why is this happening to me? We we don't talk about things like that. Those things are frowned upon. Those type of wordings are frowned upon. Like, you know. You don't talk to God like that, you know. <laughs> what, well, you think we I, well, I think it, 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 because a lot of things, and shameless plug. I'm just finishing up my book, um, um, the Move of God, uh, platforms, territories, and open doors. And one of the things I talk about is this misconception that has been brought on by prosperity, mm-hmm. health, and wealth, name it and claim it type preachers and teachers that you don't speak negative. And so sometimes not speaking negative means that you're not going to be truthful. Oh man. So if my leg is hurting, I say I don't I don't claim that. I don't claim that. <laughs> my leg's not hurting in Jesus name. That's that's not real. <laughs> that that's not how that that's works. So you say my name is hurting and my my leg is hurting and Lord heal me in Jesus name, not it's not hurting in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. And so now you just tell a lie with Jesus' name on it? Oh. oh. And so you have this, <laughs> this, this idea that if I be truthful with God or anybody else, especially if the situation is negative, then somehow I'm agreeing with the negative thing that's happening to me. And I don't want to agree with anything negative because my words could bring negative things to me. But here's the problem. Realistically, your words make the your the effect of your words is really on you 
and your mindset. Mm. And so you got to understand that, wait a minute, me saying that I'm hurting doesn't make me hurt more. Right. And I think, bro, <laughs> that was like a good pillar in my belief system. You don't say that out loud because if you say that out loud, that means you're agreeing with it. Right. If you're agreeing with it, that means you believe it. And you don't have faith in God oh, because man. you're saying that your leg is hurting and it's really hurting. But the problem is <laughs> I was really confronted with this while I went through anxiety. Um, if you guys know anything about my story, I really had a rough bout of three years with anxiety. I was having panic attacks like every day, so much to the point where I couldn't take my wife to work. Uh, rest my mom. So my mom was driving my wife to work because I could not get together. After I got mm. behind the wheel, fear just seized me, man. I was just like, I can't drive. And my mom and my wife were really, really patient. They were really gracious, and I thank God for both of them. But that was one of the big things that was really messing me up because I, I think at the time I was an elder at the church. I was in the pastor yet. And I was like, I ain't supposed to act like this. I'm supposed to speak to this fear. And right, right. It's supposed to back up off me. I I'm not claiming that. I claim no anxiety attacks. <laughs> I was so far and pulled some racial stuff. I'm like, I'm black. We don't do anxiety. So was, I was just, oh, I was doing some dumb stuff that really wasn't dealing with anything. If anything, um, I would say that was, you know, they say the negative words, right? You speaking those things or hindrance yeah. towards your deliverance. I would say me not saying anything towards God at all was my worst hindrance. Right. And getting really quote unquote if you would delivered and free because I wasn't saying anything. I was just like, I ain't gonna, I can't say it's to God. I'm supposed to have faith. I'm supposed to be um Elder Anthony. I'm supposed to um, sing my way, praise my way out of this anxiety. Shout my way. All right. I'm supposed to, <laughs> this ain't supposed to be happening to me because I have faith. And really, at the end of the day, it made me feel like, well, maybe I don't have much faith in God as I died. And it was, that was a pretty bad place. You know, years, years ago, I came to the understanding that it takes more faith to stick it out with God when the prayer is not answered. Man, that's... It takes more faith to be faithful to God when you haven't got what it is that you pray for. Because it means that you're in it not just for what you can get, but you're in it because of the relationship with God. Because really, you already received everything that you need. The Bible says that you have everything that you need for life and godliness by the power of God in your life. And so once he saves you, you are delivered. You are set free. You are healed. Do you go through the stuff that everybody goes through? Of course. And, I, exactly. and if there's a way to debunk that in the minds of people... We would never, ever go and tell somebody, hey, give your life to Christ and everything's going to become better. No, we're going to, you give your life, you give your life to Christ. And that's the language that we use, right? That's the language we use. Really, what you're doing is you're confessing that Jesus Christ is who he said he is, which is Lord. And you're believing that God raised him from the dead. And now he is seated at the right hand of majesty on high. And because you believe that, the Bible says you are saved and your sins are forgiven because that sacrifice that he made takes care of your sins. Now you learn how to trust him and walk with him and share that message with other people. Not, okay, now that I'm with Christ, I have a magic wand Easy button. to get rid of all of my problems. I got a magic wand. No, as a matter of fact, now I have the strength to get through these things because they're not the end of the road for me. 
Right, and I think, you know, a lot of my gamers, I know you guys know what I'm talking about, we want Jesus to be a hack. Oh, wow, yeah. Because when you have a hack in the game, it's usually bending the rules, the codes in the game. Cheat code, yeah. cheat code. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly. <laughs> to, to benefit the player more, to either make the character in your game broken, depending on what you're playing, to actually up in difficulty, right? right? Uh, hacks will be used for different things, but I think we want Jesus to be the hack that makes things easy. One be the easy switch. I, I, I received Jesus so that way I'll never have to experience a divorce. Like, I received Jesus, this is the words we're using, um, so that way I never get sick. I received Jesus so I will never be poor. I never have to struggle with another bill. And what this type of thinking does, which is so dangerous, and this is why you guys, you guys actually might hear me speak like this on the channel. I hate this type of speaking because what it does, it automatically sets you up to be opponent with God. Now, why would I say something so Reckless to you Because what if God doesn't save your marriage right. What if Jesus doesn't save your finances What if Jesus doesn't What if you, you have cancer And you actually don't go in remission You have to fight your way through this process right. And what if What if he doesn't teleport you To that level that you're trying to get to <laughs> On the game yeah, yeah. What if Because doesn't? if Jesus is not the hack Then what is he Jesus is the mentor Mm. So he sits with you while you're going through the levels. Right. And says, here's how you get through. And you're like, well, why don't you just do it for me? Why don't you just teleport me to the next level? Why don't you just help me to skip this boss so I don't have to fight him instead of coaching me through how to defeat him? And see, Jesus is going to coach you through how to defeat him. He's not going to teleport you past him. So so he's not the easy button. He's not the, you know, I'm just... Uh, that, that, you know the get rich quick scheme mm. you know but what he does is he shows you that there are things in this life that we have put our hope and our trust in that are really not worth putting our hope and our trust in our hope and our trust should be in him because this life is not the end right and I think you know this kind of really piggyback on this if you're a real gamer like you know guys we need to play games like hey the Mart's on here some of y'all play some Dark Souls and those games are all about difficulty. And what makes those games so good is that the boss is thrashing you. They're beating the mess out of you. And then you're learning the patterns. You're learning how to win. And then you get victory. Yeah. You wouldn't feel good. In fact, I've seen gamers. I've seen people get mad because the, the, the game somehow held your hand and it skipped you past the boss. And you was upset because you wanted that experience. Well, that's what Christ is in their life. Who I've learned not to make my experiences with, with Jesus for him to fix everything, but for him to be with me and to overcome this difficulty in my life. And it feels way more satisfying. Come like, God, you were with me through that. You 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 got me through that. It, 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 that feels better. Versus, I think, and a lot, a lot of Christians don't want to admit this. And I, I think this is the truth of the matter. If there was no struggle, there was nothing that you ever went through, could you really ever say that, you know, you can overcome anything. I think when Jesus says we're more than conquerors, um, he says, um, do, um, come on, Romans, come back to me. Um, do, do these things we're more than conquerors? How do I know I'm a more, more than a conqueror if I don't go through nothing right. with him? Because it says, Paul says, I'm persuaded I'm, we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus who love us. How do I even know that to be true if I don't? Gold ring if I don't experience anything. And it's like, how, how I know that's a, that's a true statement? And I think you, you make a good point because if I'm a true gamer, now I've never really been a gamer gamer, 
I think now this is old. I'm, I'm dating <laughs> myself for y'all. But I played things like Resident Evil back in the day. Oh, they day. know about that. I, I played Tomb Raider back <laughs> in the day. They know about that, too. I, um, you know, I, pray, I played Loaded back okay. in the day. Loaded 1 and Loaded 2. Let's go. Um, you know, those type of games back in the day. But my main game was sports. And a lot of people don't play those. But I played Madden. And so on Madden, it had to be on the highest level when we played. Right. If you came in there and it was on pro or rookie, they laughed you out of there. Like, who, what are you doing? <laughs> and so there, there's something about why is it that in life we want it on rookie, but in the games we want it on all-star. We want it on the top level. We actually want mm-hmm. to battle through the best that, you know, the game has to offer. Nobody wants to say, oh, I beat every level on Rookie. Right, because, I mean, in, in our culture <laughs> of gaming, and I know you gamers watching, that's frowned upon. You <laughs> know, you got that. It's like, oh, bro, you cheated, man. You ain't you ain't about that life. Like, what level were you on when you beat it? No one brags about that. But for some reason in life, you find that acceptable to brag about. I know it's just kind of my favorite word, scandalous type of talking. <laughs> you don't talk like this being a Christian. Of course we want it easy. No, I mean, if you don't, you, you don't want it easy. And this, let me, let me clarify some things. I'm not saying to you that I want you just to suffer, just to suffer. I'm not saying that about me. Right. Let me, let me, let me, let me put that out there. But why I am saying that what makes a Christian so, um, and not even putting them more in the Christian, what makes God so amazing in a believer's life, in a Christian's life, is that when you are going through suffering on a difficult level, right? God has this beautiful ability to pull out what we like to call in gaming hidden potential. Mm. <laughs> wow. Things that you didn't think was there come mm. out. Well, higher difficulty. This is what also higher difficulty does, and I know some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Higher difficulty explo- explo- uh, exploits the flaws in the game, right? So you Ooh, know, come on, the flaws <laughs> of the game because the higher difficulty. Well, if there was no flaws in your life, there was no difficulty raised. Then how would you be able to identify your flaws and how to navigate around those flaws? Mm-hmm. Hey, my Kingdom Hearts fans, I know some of y'all might be out there. Reason why we love Critical Mode so much in any Kingdom Hearts game is because it exposes the mechanics of Kingdom Hearts. Mm. Exposes what's broken in the game to what is actually very beneficial in the game. But when you use Critical Mode, which is the hardest difficulty, you use everything in your arsenal to overcome this difficulty. Well, that's what God does in your life. When you're going through difficult things, God shows you the tools he's already placed inside of you to overcome this difficulty. Man, um, I hope I'm speaking to somebody. Right. <laughs> and, and like you said, he shows the chinks in your enemy's armor. That too. Because on the lower levels, it's like, okay, you really don't see their full flaws. You don't really see what it is that they can't do. But on the higher level, you say, this is everything you got. Mm. <laughs> This is and so once I beat that, <laughs> then what can you throw at me? Come on now. Once I get through that, and and that's what it's like in this life. That's what it's like in this life. That God is walking you through this life, and He's getting you to the place where once you can beat this, all that's left is heaven. 
See, I just wish as believers we can grab that. By the way, Treehouse, wow. thank you for the raid, That's man. Wow, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You guys came around on time. We just we just talking about God and we're talking about gaming and how we're correlating gaming and how our life is with God. And it, it's, it's been amazing. Again, this is my apostle, my pastor, Apostle Anthony Wilson. He has a podcast. <laughs> Shout out your podcast real quick. You know? Well, we have the Love Thy Neighbor Network, and we're actually going to cross-broadcast this. So we're recording right now for it to be on the podcast. And so I'll make that link available for you to be able to catch what you missed or you go back on here. And so uh, the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network is a conglomerate. It's a group of, of different people. We've come together because we have the same passion and the same yeah. desire to love our neighbor as ourselves, right? And so because of that, we come together. And so I'm just excited to be on here. If you guys have any questions about the Bible, about God, about Jesus, about any of that, please type them in the chat. Um, We will take the time um, to try to answer those questions. And whether we answer them now or we have to go back and look at the stream, uh, we will answer those questions. So uh, we thank you for jumping on. Appreciate seeing you on here. Yeah, yeah. I already see you guys. Hey, hey, what's up? Let's see. Josh is cold 101. What's up, man? How's it going? Let's see. Old Dog 254. How's it going? How about questions about Batman? We'll touch that later. Ooh. You talk about my hoodie. Listen, Batman <laughs> is one of the coolest superheroes ever, man. Let me tell you, all right? Because he's, he's man. He's got no superpowers, but he didn't work Superman and all that stuff. And that's what we're talking about. <laughs> See when you walk, okay. <laughs> when you walk in with God, you can do stuff like that. But anyway, so that's just that's me being silly. But we're just catching God to what we're talking about. What we've been talking about so far is how come Christians have a hard time really being truthful. Yeah, and really associating so far when we talked about complaining versus truth. We discussed that complaining is pretty much. You just spewing and vomiting your emotional spew on someone's or different individuals without no solution. You don't want a solution. You just want to vomit. And that's actually no good. We then talked about being truthful. Truthfulness is like, look, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. And now, God, what is the solution? And that's actually a scripture. So let's see what we got, what we got. Let me see. Oh, thank you. Hello, let's see. Please. You guys, bless you guys. Okay, bye, gotta go. Hey, catch you later. Hey, come back again. We do. We're gonna be doing this probably every Sunday. We're gonna right. be cross platforming every Sunday, so this will not be the last one. Amen. Praise the Lord, guys. I'm glad you guys are rocking with us, man. So, any questions out there? Yes. Type your questions in. We love to tackle some questions. Any come questions? On. I'm serious. If you got any questions, I'm talking about. There's no silly questions. Ask them. I mean, I'm talking about to anything you can think of to the top of your head. Go ahead, ask that you want to know about God. Why is the sky blue? Why is the sky blue? Well, <laughs> that's my um, that's my lovely first lady, which is his wife. The pastor's like, we have to call her prophet. I call her prophet. I call her first lady, even though it's not a biblical term. I just some I call her. I guess the first one would be elect lady. Let's see. What games do I, I, do I love playing? Um, lately, I've been finding myself in the retro kick. I love retro games. Um, uh, I love Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is my favorite <laughs> gaming series. But I like a lot of retro games. Like things like Donkey Kong, Sonic, Mega Man. Contra. I do love some Contra. We're going to get on that. What's your, oh, what's, Contra. Your fav- what's your favorite verse? Oh, my favorite verse, man. Uh, that's, a, that's a hard question. That's so many of them. 
a real serious question. How did I, how did you find God? Man, oh man, it's the weakest question. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna get all these as quick as I can. Um, let's see. My favorite verse. I still have to say it. It's unfair because it's definitely not a verse. It's a chapter, and I've been knowing this chapter since I actually been 16. Is Romans chapter 18. This year I really got deep in Romans. Chapter eight. I mean, that's 18. Huh? Chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I can't give you a verse because everything in Romans chapter 8 is just so ridiculously powerful. So I'm not trying to cheat, but I have to say, Romans 8, if I had to narrow down the verse, <laughs> that's hard. I can't. I just can't. There's so much good stuff in Romans chapter 8. Uh, I've been rocking with that verse since I've been 16, and we really unpacked it this year. I just love that, um, that whole chapter. Uh, how did I find God? Uh, so low at one. Let's see. I will say God definitely found me first off. Right. Um, right. I was not looking for him. But I was confronted with God when I was actually 12 years old. And it was from a very shameful moment while being too inappropriate. I did something that I was really not proud of that was very sexual <laughs> to myself. And I didn't appreciate it. And I was scared. And so I didn't want to go to hell. I know this is really rigid. <laughs> but I'm just letting you know my process. And so I heard a preacher preaching in Wichita, Kansas, that Jesus saves mm. to the utmost. Wow. Mm. And that um, no matter what you've done, he will forgive you. And I remember sitting in the chair. This is closing church. It's old school. You might know about this. You sit in the chair. And I oh, that's remember, Baptist. That's, oh, that's Baptist. Baptist. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> and I confess. Um, but I really say my relationship with the Lord took off while I was 14 years old. Um, that's when I really started to get into the gospel music and worship. And my mom started going to church. And so me and my mom got into an argument because I didn't want to go to church. Sunday was my gaming day. Interrupt <laughs> gaming day. Sunday is gaming day. What you doing, mom? Um, and so she got into it with my dad, and they both got to a really bad verbal altercation. I felt bad about it because my mom was crying. And she's like, you don't have to ever go to church ever again with me. And I just felt bad about it. And so being a good son, I thought, me trying to be a good person. Get that out of here. I went to church. <laughs> and this young lady was singing about silver and gold, how Jesus is better than silver and gold. Wow. And beautiful. that song just... I felt like Holy Spirit just hit me in that moment. And for that moment, I knew I wanted to continue what I started when I was 12 years old. And from there, I started really. So I told my mom, I said, look, because I went to a youth group. The youth group was me. I'll be real with y'all. The youth group people were me. I told my mom, I said, well, you made me go downstairs, but you let me stay up for worship. I'll come to church every Sunday. And from there, it's been history. I really got hunger from God. The things I used to do, God just really began to just, man, I just, one word, began to just, take the taste out of my mouth and from there I just so, kept chasing so what's your um, what's your favorite Christian music <laughs> favorite Christian yeah, music yeah he, he needs some music what, what, uh, what music <laughs> there's a lot out there um, I'm gonna draw of course my my, um, my hip hop artist I'm gonna draw Lecrae Lecrae's good my personal favorite lately that I told Pastor is Bizzle you have not heard Bizzle, I would highly recommend you listen to some Bizzle. Lecrae is pretty cool. Um, more of my contemporary or urban type of gospel. I still love C.C. Wines to this day. 
Um, those are some really good artists you should check out. So I'm giving you a variety of things. Um, Uncle Reese. Uncle Reese is freaking awesome. <laughs> Listen to freaking Uncle Reese. He's awesome. Let's be praised. God, God's good. Yeah. Gotta go. Awesome. God bless your ministry. Used to touch people's lives and bring them to King. Oh man, that's beautiful, man. Thank you for that. Uh, Lucaria, I think. Lucaria. I hope I said your name right. I'm horrible with you. Blessings names. to you. Yeah. Blessings to you. I really thank you. Let's see. You love Lucaria and Bizzle. Let me come over. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> come, come, come holler at your boy. You right, 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 right. Yeah, but come on, guys. Give me some questions. Give us some questions. I like the questions. I like the question. Pastor, you want? Actually, let me kind of flip the question on you. How'd you? Um, how, how did God find you? Well, <laughs> you I, I, yeah, God? yeah. God, God definitely found me. Um, he found He found me um, probably like you. He was about twelve. Um, my family were churchgoers, um, and so I was, you know, uh, going to church. They used to call it the drug habit, right? Uh. <laughs> you was drugged to church. <laughs> you, you, you going? You, you going to church? You going? You going to church? <laughs> But I, I, I think that's when I was introduced, but I really didn't come to know God for myself until I really became an adult. As, as a child, of course, you went to Sunday school, right. you went to youth group, you did all those things. You wanted to be a quote unquote good kid, you know, but it wasn't until being an adult um, and, and well into my adult years that I really came into a relationship with God that I knew that I knew that I knew that he was real. The whole time I believed in God. Mm. Prayed over my food, you know. Uh, I tried not to be real bad, you know. Uh, <laughs> I cuss, I smoke a little bit, but I wouldn't do this particular drug or that. And so I had my limits, but I really wasn't living for God in the sense of living for Him to see others come into relationship with Him. Because mm. truly, you're living for God means that you're living in such a way that you want others to come into right relationship yeah, with Him. Yeah, and that's so that's good. what it really means to live. For God. That's what's up. Let's see. I'm 15 years old and I know that God's good. Amen. I like that. You got to make sure you say that louder so we can let me, get let it on the recording. Let me, let me say that. Let right. me say it with my chest. Oh. Yep, let's see. I'm 15 years old and I'm living, uh, 15 years old and I know God is good. Yep, living for the God, living for God is so good. And that is... Matt Skill 113V. Wow. Hey, bro, welcome. By the way, guys, you. Um, if you guys are following, I want to say thank you. Sorry, my stream machine is down, so I'm actually using my phone, so I can't get alerts. So I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. I, I promise you I'm not. I appreciate everyone who's been following. If you're not following, you should, because we do this every Sunday. And I also play games, retro games throughout the week. I play a variety of games. You never know what I'm going to play. So definitely check us out. Also, don't forget to follow Love Thy Neighbor. Um, he has the podcast, so we're doing this um, simultaneously stream. So I'm streaming. He's doing podcasts. He's recording for podcasts. You should check him out. Podcast is on anchor.fm slash Anthony Wilson. Anchor.fm slash Anthony Wilson. And you could just type that in. You can just Google that or Google my name, Anthony Wilson, or Apostle Anthony Wilson Ministries. And you'll find me. I'm on YouTube, podcast, Facebook, um, all over the place. And uh, we do a lot of stuff together. Mm -hmm. And so uh, check out the Love That Neighbor Podcast net Network, TCL uh, Gaming, uh, has joined up with us yeah. uh, to do this Sunday night um, live 
that will be also broadcast on the podcast. We got Willie G. Berry. Yeah, You've G. seen Barry. him on here Both as well. <laughs> he does Transparent Tuesday, which yeah, will yeah. be on the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network. And we have a couple of others that are coming on board. And so um, we answer the questions about the gospel. Uh, we answer questions about God. And we try to share the good news and encourage people and empower people to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and love their neighbor as themselves. Yeah, yeah. Let me read this real quick. So, like a verse right here. I love this verse. I say it's six eight says, "Yet you, yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay. And, ooh, I love this scripture. Yeah. And you are the Father. We are all the works of your hand. Now, yeah, love, that's good. I love that scripture. That's actually see. That's why I'm like it's almost hard for me to have a favorite verse because it's like reason why I can have a lot of beautiful counts with God's word. It's because I'm always learning about who God is. And that's beautiful. So it's kind of like... It, it could be real. Let me see. Let me see. Let's see. I got saved about a year and a half ago. Um, this is what Nova um, Shriek says. By the way, Matt, I appreciate the comment. So Nova... Can I call you Nova if that's okay? Let's see. Nova says, I got saved about a year and a half ago, and it was so 